day 25, evening, the context of the Messiah's invitation to us. In the last three meditations, we've considered the Messiah's invitation to go to him. Matthew eleven twenty eight, Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. His call to Galilean Jews is pertinent to us. As with them, so with us. He wants us to come to him. Why? So he might fellowship with us. He loves our love for him, and it's evident that he enjoys loving Father together with us. Jesus is also concerned about our spiritual health. He doesn't want us to be exhausted from a fruitless effort to please God. The Lord wants us to be refreshed within the framework of a relationship with him wherein he is befriending and mentoring us. Let's begin to meditate on this scripture in its immediate context. The Messiah had finished denouncing the cities which had experienced the preponderance of his miracles. They refused to come to grips with their alienation from God. The signs performed by Jesus did not provoke them to respond to him. After reproaching the unresponsive, he sought the remnant of those who recognized their need for kingdom reality. Matthew eleven twenty-five through 30 Tree of Life Version At that time, Yeshua said in response, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and of earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and discerning and revealed them to infants. Yes, Father, for this way was pleasing to you. All things have been handed over to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. It seems that for us to receive revelation, we may be required to reject our wisdom and renounce whatever measure of sophistication we have achieved through study and experience. Little children do not have a lot of knowledge. Infants do not have a well of experience on which they might rely. The renunciation of confidence in one's natural wisdom and insight is akin to the first beatitude, Matthew 5, 3. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. When a person is poor in spirit, pride no longer rules their lives. They have surrendered their own agendas, no longer confident in their capacity to guide their lives, they yield. They no longer trust in their ability to achieve. The poor in spirit actively trust in another's guidance. The wealthy may be well able. The poor have no such resources. Little children, infants, may be self-willed, but they are able to be led by those who love them. They can be taught. They trust the explanations of those who care for them. God reveals these things to those who have these attributes. A few chapters later, 
we find that Jesus was still in the Galilee. Recall, those who lived in this region had very low status. They were not considered educated, holy, or wise. Galileans knew they were viewed by the rest of their people as inferior. Since they had very little status, they were very status-oriented. It was at Capernaum that the disciples asked Jesus, Who then is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Matthew 18, verse 1. Again, Matthew quotes Jesus, who used children as an example of those who receive the grace of God. Matthew 18, 2-4, Tree of Life Version, And he called a child to himself, set him in the midst of them, and said, Amen. I tell you, unless you turn and become like children, you shall never enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever then shall humble himself like this child, this one is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. He called, the child came. In Matthew 11, we find Jesus' call to all, Come to me. To respond to that call requires the attribute of humility. Let's recognize that if someone calls, Come, and a person obeys the command, the obedient person is humble. The proud simply say, No. By the way, children were not frightened of Jesus. When he beckoned, they obeyed. The text does not say, he called the child to himself, and the child ran away in fear. Sometimes we may need to have our perspective of the Lord revamped that we might respond like children. In our next meditation, we will continue our consideration of the call to come to Jesus. Meanwhile, take his invitation personally. A child would. Thank you for listening to Love and More with David Harwood. David is the pastor of Restoration Fellowship in Glencove, New York, and the author of several books, including God's True Love, For the Sake of the Fathers, and his latest, Growing in Love with God. You can find all of these books with links to purchase them on loveofgodproject.org. God's True Love is also available on Audible, and the others will be following shortly. Thank you. And please help us out by sharing this podcast with your loved ones.